When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is June 17th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite versus NXT on USA. And we've got a lot to talk about, two packed shows across both brands. There's some news going on with uh, WWE, which we'll get to. There's so much. Matt Morgan uh, ran out of gas and needs to call AAA, but he wanted you to see his smiling face here <laughs> to know that he is on tonight's podcast. So he's going to go place a quick call while Justin and I discuss some news, and then we're going to chop it up with AEW, get into NXT, and Matt, we're going to be back. So, Matt, call AAA. Make sure uh, they're on their way to uh, help you out there, and uh, we'll see you back here in a moment. Justin. See that? Hang on. Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> is such a, Glenn is such a good friend. I don't know how in the blue hell you just cooked that up as fast as you did. Glenn, <laughs> you are very good. I'll give you credit. Just tell them the truth. I got to go inside. I got to handle something with my son. I'll be right back, though. I promise you guys. I'll be right back. Trying to come for the man. I promise. Thank you, okay. Glenn. Of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin, let's talk about what's going on with WWE and the news about the tapings today, which was uh, the headline all over wrestling Twitter today. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I know you guys talked about a Monday, um, your late Monday, it broke and uh, Raiders Raw went off the air, basically, obviously, that uh, developmental talent tested positive for COVID-19. So that's kind of put everything at a standstill. So wrestling, I was able to get some exclusive news uh, combined also with what PW Insider and, and uh, FW4 or F4W online have. Um, uh, so chaotic today. Um, they pushed everything back. They're trying to get test results. Um, they're testing all the talent. Uh, they ended up getting to ultimately get uh, Raw for next week has been taped. SmackDown for this Friday has been taped. They did tonight's NXT by understanding pretty much live. Um, next week, SmackDown on the 26th uh, is going to happen uh, that day. It's probably going to happen. A couple hours before it airs, so it won't be uh, live in the truest sense, but it'll be it'll be pretty close. Uh, but you know, you can read about it on Wrestling Inc. There's a lot of some quotes of just uh, you know just 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 a chaotic kind of scene. You know, it, because every, everybody's kind of standing around waiting. They're of course the, it's kind of very unorganized. It seems in terms of getting the testing done. They're telling talents, please don't please don't post <laughs> as some talents <laughs> have as you're getting your test. You know, it just. You know, obviously, everybody's trying to keep a PR hold on this, which is understandable. Um, but it's 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 been quite uh, 
quite crazy. I texted somebody earlier, as I know, I know Raj has been in in in, in, in communication with people, and everybody's just kind of really, it's a scramble mode. Uh, I, I I will I would like to note this this quote though, and, and the story it's on Wrestling Inc. that you can read uh, in the final paragraph of the the report. Um, it notes how WWE is trying to do phases, right? They, they had a few family and friends this past Monday. Um, you know, so that's, that's, that's kind of the first phase. Then it's going to try to move into, okay, let's try to get the developmental talent out of there and let it just be family and friends. Okay, let's try to have some more fans and slowly try to let people know that it's safe and okay to go with the goal being by the fall time for TV and pay-per-views to actually potentially be touring again. Uh, and the final... <laughs> Final paragraph in this Wrestling Inc. report. The final phase would be returning to touring for at least TV and pay-per-view events in the fall. The source noted that the train is likely to, quote, come off the tracks before then. Oh, so, Lord. So some unsettling uh, feelings amongst those that are in the trenches uh, in, in, or, in Orlando right now. Wow. Well, I mean, look, we certainly wish the talent that are potentially affected by this all the best. I mean, <sighs> we got two shows to cover tonight. I feel like uh, dunking on WWE for how they got into this mess. Well, but I let's, let's, let's note too. Um, and we can even, you know, soft pitch this one back to, to Matt, whenever he's back with us, back with us. But you know, this past Monday, uh, it was the best viewership for raw since the post mania 36 episodes. So of course this was the first raw under uh, Bruce Pritchard, having the control of raw and SmackDown Paul Heyman. Now just an on air character. As we are to understand it, and uh, this one, uh, it's an, you know, we kind of talked about it. This one held up. There was not, uh, there was not the, the staggering drops that we had seen in previous uh, weeks. Uh, so, just real quick, again, a full comparison to previous weeks is on Wrestling Inc. But uh, I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, the average uh, average viewership this week was 1.939 million viewers. That's up 11 percent from the previous week. Um, and the first hour drew 1.982, second hour 1.996, and the final hour 1.838. So there was a drop in the third hour, but nowhere near. Overall, one to three, uh, hour one to three was was pretty well sustained. Fun times with the games, buck ninety nine. Corona keeps spiking in Florida. Vince is insane. I I mean I want to think the best of people and say it's wishful thinking. Um, think certainly we've seen even with canceling tapings but i think it's um you know rather than take precautions it's like scrambling to deal with the wake of the situation it's reacting more than being proactive well and from what i what i read you know from our reports on wrestling Inc., from what i've gathered from those i've talked to directly it, it, it's it seems it seems a majority again from what i've gathered a majority of the talent and crew that are there again in the trenches as i refer to it understand the situation they understand Vince wants to keep going. I mean, that's become clear. Look, we're in June. We're in mid-June. Um, he's not stopping. I, I think they've accepted. They understand that. They understand the ramifications of, um, you know, to keep that TV money coming in. We, we, we need to keep producing content. I think everybody's accepted that for the most part. What's becoming bothersome, especially now when you have uh, talent testing positive, is, is communication. Some of these, some of these talents on oh, Monday, yeah. some of these talents on Monday had no idea until they walked through the curtain, and the red light is on for a record. They had no idea that there were going to be people other than developmental talent there. They had no idea there was going to be, um, you know, people off the streets essentially there. Granted, wow. they, granted, they might be family and friends of people, there, but there's still people that you don't necessarily have a trace or know where the hell they've been. They're not part of the the inside community that is, you know, the, the, the talent and, and crew there. So 
I think communications just what's really bothering people there is like, you know, they're, they're putting their, their, their livelihood, their, their, their health on the line um, to help keep this machine going. And I just feel like it seems like they don't feel that they are getting uh, enough communication and transparency from, from the, from the decision makers. Jerry 85 G has a good point that AEW has the advantage of doing shows outside. I think WWE should talk to full sale about using the back lot or figuring out a way to, to find a space with it. I mean, right there, that would, I mean, based on every, all the data we're seeing that right there would be a huge precautionary measure by allowing fresh air airflow and not having it be indoors. I mean, yes, it would. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I've been to Orlando dozens of times. And again, if, if Matt was on here, he'd oh, be able to get Oh, that's true. The heat in Orlando. Well, never mind. I mean, heat. I mean, I mean, look, AEW's in Jacksonville. It's a, it's a little bit oh, north, but it's still the same state. I mean, I, I don't even know. Not, never mind weather. I think just, um, I don't know what outdoor venues are in Orlando. I'm sure there's something that could make work. But it comes into, again, uh, Vince is trying to get the best margins possible right now. And he owns these. Which you know, is he, so crazy. He, he, owns, like- he owns these facilities. So if he goes somewhere, let's say he, let's say if he finds a, an equivalent of a Daly's Place in Orlando, some kind of outdoor concert pavilion that you can uh, makeshift into, uh, you know, a wrestling arena. What's it going to cost to have it? And then again, if he doesn't have uh, ticket buyers right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it, it, he shouldn't at least try it. And maybe he has looked into it. We don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of things being looked into right now uh, as the situation is very fluid. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, outdoor definitely is an advantage for AEW. Antoine Fair, $5. I'm in the minority. Eventually told people about the positive. He pretty much created a bubble city. He did what the NBA is doing. He didn't do wrong. Um, they, they gotta, they gotta figure something out. I am Airbuck 99. When fans signed a waiver, they knew they were wrong. Um, this is just a bad, bad situation. Um, I hope it doesn't get worse. I hope that this was, uh, enough of a wake up call to take some precautions. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I I feel we're broken record on this podcast. I feel like people know our views on this. Certainly know my views, but this is just. What, what's it going to take, man? Like when, when are they really going to, they, what's the statement of you? We put the, the health of our fans, our, our performers, our crew above all else, like walk the talk, buddy. Like I'm tired of hearing that lip service. Where it gets really muddy is when you start hearing about, again, the, whether they're family or friends, we'll just say they're fans. Okay. They're not, they're not contract. They're not contracted people to be there that work. Uh, it gets muddy when you start hearing the he said, she said that they are told don't wear a mask because we don't want to see you with a mask okay. on in the crowd. And, you know, like WWE even has, you know, just like every business in the world right now, every sports franchise, everybody's putting out masks with their logo and their branding to help, you know, help in the situation, but also have some branding out there. Like WWE has masks that have been created with the characters. It's like, give them a fiend mask. Give them, give them these like- products you have. You can't tell them you can't wear a mask. Justin, let's talk a blast from your past uh, in interviewing people in the adult industry. Could you imagine if there was a positive test, which which there was, it actually shut down the adult film industry back when I was a much younger man and paid attention to such things. <laughs> shut down the adult film industry because there was a positive test, mandatory testing within, with like, you could get results same day, became mandatory. When you put it like that, Glenn, it's a, it's a stunning side by side. Uh, no, you're not wrong though. Uh, that that is that everything you said. You're not wrong. Um, you know when there has been uh, health scares in the pornography world, the 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 the, the uh, by and large the performers band together and are like to the to the major producers and, and studios like no. <laughs> and know? they don't have a union. 
They don't have right. SAG. Right. They don't have, uh, you know, the protections that mainstream Hollywood fair does. So with wrestling, what's it going to take, man? I mean, and, and people it, it sucks because it's, yeah. it sucks because you asked, sorry, sorry to cut you off. You, you asked sure. what it's going to take and yeah, we know what it's going to take. And yeah. You, you start to get like, how did well, you start, start thinking the worst? Yeah, no. And that's, yeah. but I mean, what, what, so short of that, I don't think, I think it would take about for the company to take a line, but somebody pointed out something really good on Twitter the other day. You know, if this was the time where the locker room was like, you know what, we're not doing this. This is unsafe. What What's Vince going to do he, now? Vince is more beholden to the talent than ever before. If they banded together, not even unionized, but th- I think that's could be the start of them getting together to take a stand. Yeah. You know, but uh, and Kevin the, Owens didn't show up at tapings today. You know, Roman's not coming back. Other people are already opting out. Now is the time more than ever they could flex on a large scale level. It is, and this is unprecedented. You know, pandemic going on, uh, and you know, and and you know, this virus doesn't. You know, you're not. You know, this this virus is going after you. You know, no matter what, you're not. There's nothing. There's no political side. There's no nothing you can do that's going to make you. All you can do is protect yourself. The the trouble the trouble with the banding together. It's the same thing of reason of the reason why. I think pro wrestling has never had a union, which is you can get 50 wrestlers in a room and they'll all go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's band together. Let's tell the old man. Yeah. 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 And then as soon as they break apart out of that 50, at least five, probably 10 of them are going to start trying to cut their own individual. They're going to go to the bosses and go, Hey, you know, so-and-so is talking about doing this, but I'll tell you what, if you can give me this, I like that's just, that's the nature of pro wrestling and the workers. Now it's, it, that's just the nature. And it's like, I, I, that's why I think there'll never be a union because nobody will ever trust everybody. Well, you know, now's I mean? the time. Now is the time in the spirit of banding together. Antoine Fair, five dollars, saying I work at a big lab company. They're so backlog on these rapid tests. It's not rapid. It's six to seven day back orders. I mean, I don't know, but they have to figure something out. Th- they could afford to to do more rapid testing. They could afford to to get it together. Um, but yeah, this is just crazy today that this happened, and I think we're going to see more of it as uh, the situation develops. Mister Matt Morgan is back and joining us. Hey. What's up? What's up? Uh, so, Raw popped a big rating Monday night. Best what was rating. It? What was the exact rating again, Justin? Well, it's viewership. He doesn't he it's he likes rating, but it, but uh, it was it's the best viewership Matt since the post Mania 36. Uh they did an average of 1.939 million, but the key here being they didn't have any big drop off. First hour is 1.98 Second hour, 1.99. Third hour, 1.83. So slight drop to third hour, but they really were able to sustain the majority of the audience, which is, they haven't been doing that in a while. Do we think there's anything different they did to do this? Well, it was the first night of Bruce Pritchard being in charge, of Paul Heyman being gone and Bruce being okay. in charge. So that's, okay. that's something. Okay, but watching the show itself, was there something dynamically yes. different? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, if, if, if you watch the show, it's uh, the pacing. There was very much a, you know, three hours is still too long. But you, if you looked at nine thirty and reflected on the first ninety minutes, you can make you can count on on you can count on one hand like wow, I got five headlines I could take away of something that's happened here in the stories. Oh. So that was noticeable. Really quick, tell me, do you remember by any chance or no? Not not well enough. I mean, we we had a lot. Yeah. We talked about money, but there was, but there was things happening. Sorry. It was like wow, there's Good. actually progression going on here. Well, okay. terrible Trey eighty nine buck ninety nine super chat saying Randy Orton is the Raw MVP. I'm telling you, I could see Randy taking that title off Drew if they think Drew is not yes. holding down the ratings well enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, Randy's doing great work right now. I did catch stuff with him and Christian. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Wise, Super Chat, welcoming back Matt to the podcast. <sighs> Roger Geary's sitting there. It's like, you know, it's great. If the fa fans, if you have a thought, just put put a dollar amount to that thought and contribute it as a Super Chat. They'll read it on the air. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, we love the chat room. And we, I want to I want to mix it up tonight. I want to get – I mean, you guys have such good insights about all of this stuff. Uh, Jerry85G is saying uh, the big ninja was ratings. Um, did you see the ninjas, Matt? The ninjas I were did. all over Monday night. They were all over Monday night. <laughs> yeah, it's like the nine-year-old boy. Just – Love, loves the ninjas like it's 1985 all over again. Uh, so, uh, it's fair saying, calling your lighting, uh, the fiend light, terrible Trey, uh, 89. So, oh. you donated to your uh, campaign last week, man. Thank you, Trey. Thank yeah, you very, awesome. very much. Um, so let's dive into it tonight and talk about AEW, which opened with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, the tag team champions, defending against Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Brandy Rhodes there ringside. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this as an opener? I mean, I think we all knew that Omega and Page were going to win, um, but this was quite a lengthy match. And you knew it would be. Every yeah. Kenny Omega match is. Um, but it was good. I still don't get I mean, I get the friendship between, you know, Cody and QT Marshall, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like we're watching. I don't want to say anything. I like QT. I don't want to crap on the guy. Okay. No, I like QT's got a great story, and, like, you're happy to see him getting, like, Right. The TV time. So I, I get, like, you don't want to, like, crap on the on his 15 minutes of, of, of right. TV time. But when, when you look at perspective – like Matt, yeah. Matt said it, you, you know, this match is not going to be a quick one. Kenny Omega to, 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 um, a fault or exactly. Yeah. Benefit <laughs> or fault gives everybody <laughs> a decent amount of time and, and, right. and, and offense in return. Yeah. I mean, it was what it was, you know, it, it's a good, it's good seeing Dustin out there. He looks, he's in great shape and he moves well. QT's got a great story. So, I mean, for that perspective, you appreciate it, but from a booking standpoint, it's like page and, Kenny shouldn't ha be struggling this much to get a victory. I don't think I'm going to get some hate for this. I think that the way NXT opened with Imperium versus Brazongo was way more entertaining and attention getting. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, and again, I love all these performers, even QT, uh, but I feel like I've seen this before. I don't know if they've even had a match together before, but it just, these feel I, like some, some of the most familiar faces of AEW. There was nothing new or different about this. I do feel like we've seen this tag match. Or at least, yeah. at least Kenny and somebody else versus these two. Yeah, it just, if I, like, I could see if I turn this on tonight, like, are they showing a rerun? Like, this just didn't feel new and fresh and different. It did not, I think it was a solid match, but I do not think it was an attention getting way to open the show. 100%. Uh, fun times with games. Where do these random title matches come from? Um, so we've talked about this before. <laughs> they seem random to us, but I guess if you're watching AEW Dark, sometimes there are stipulations and things that set them up. Sometimes, I mean, honestly, dude, when we're watching two shows at once, you could tell me last week that they won an arm wrestling contest to get this tag title shot, and I would probably believe you that that happened just because at a certain point it's information overload. That's a good point. 
Yeah, yeah. AEW definitely tries to tell a lot of stories and a lot of little nuances on a lot of platforms, which is cool that they try to take advantage of those platforms. But yeah, if you're like a casual fan, especially if you're a casual fan trying to watch both shows on Wednesday night, there's some little nuggets you'll miss, and you just got to kind of roll with it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So after I don't know, we got just a couple of quick super chats. I mean, just seem two dollars MVP is the raw MVP. Hope Ross enjoys his golf money. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli a super chat saying, "Why couldn't NXT film outside like the Backlot Brawl or Ryder Park, perhaps?" Ha! That's my park. Yes, Good job, Stephen. You you should offer that. <laughs> I would in a minute. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, outdoors definitely giving AEW a health and safety advantage right now. Um, so after this tag match, again, good match. But uh, see, on the other hand, and, and we get maybe tonight, I, I feel like this was so polarizing on Twitter, but this was followed up with Anna J versus Abaddon. Um, <sighs> yeah, Anna J. Okay, so Anna J. They gave like the ultimate babyface promo to. Like, right. like she looks like a magician talking about she loves the show right. uh, coming across like this fresh face talent. That's going to get this opportunity tonight. I was like, yeah. Oh, this is her match. And yes. then yes. Abaddon who I've never seen before, but Oh my God. And I mean this in the nicest possible way, but this wrestler is walking nightmare fuel and um, just like the look, everything about it, it's just like, I, I just was terrified, but I couldn't look away. And she just uh, very much dominated this match and got a win. Do um, you guys feel like a star was born? A little bit. So, yeah. uh, Abaddon, uh, she she made at least one appearance before on AEW Dark um, months ago. I think she's from, if I if I understand it right, she's from the Colorado area. That's where that's the Indies that she's that she's been working on. So I think they used her as just like a local talent, just to give a spot on Dark before. Mm-hmm. She's got a creepy look. Her whole gimmick is she's like the living dead girl. Yeah, so she comes crawling out like the boogeyman, dominates this match against like Glenn said the the the, the girl who you figure they're featuring. Right. The refer the referees even give her like the Undertaker treatment. Our, our the referee was up on the second Sorry. rope, scared. Yeah, uh, you know, so uh, creepy. I saw social media lighting up, and then it looks like yeah. AEW, AEW has confirmed on social media that she has been signed, that she is all Good. elite. So she, she yeah. I I loved this whole segment, and this is would be a problematic statement if I was talking about any other female talent. She looks like they dug up a corpse, but that's what she's going for. Yes. Like that's 100% her gimmick, and it's, it looks so good. And it's hard to pull off once you start wrestling. It's the thing I always said about Fiend. Once we first saw him debut like backstage in his pre-tapes and promos, what would it look like in the ring? Would it look hokey? How would he pull it off? He has, by the way. But she definitely did. Definitely yeah. pulled it off. And to her credit, real quick. So again, I know people uh, watch and listen to this podcast, and I thank you that when you when you say that they watch and listen to our podcast, but maybe don't watch all of AEW, sure. all of NXT. Right. Check this out. And what's even cooler is I like started to dig a little bit on her social. On her, she has an Instagram, she has a Twitter, she has a Facebook. You're she stalking her. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm creeping. I'm, I'm, I'm creeping. I'm creeping. Uh, she doesn't break character. She like oh, you're you're, you're not gonna find Great. a you're not gonna find a picture of her in a bikini out at the pool tanning. I looked. You ain't gonna find that. She, <laughs> no, no hashtag she, blessed. No, yeah. she, she. The only thing you're gonna find of her is that's some awesome. goth makeup. So that's. I love when people do that. I love when the wrestlers do that and make me. It sucks me in even more emotionally. I love that. As a, you know what I mean, into their character. Yep. And I thought Anna J looked good too. This okay. So this this yeah. might be anyone that's that's. We've been very critical of AEW's women's division. This is probably the most this promising, promising development. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah, because they're they're widening the universe of women now, and it, um, she's a star, and uh, definitely, yeah, definitely, it, it was really good. Um, and also, I mean, not to further put this over, but it was pretty well lit out there. I know they were in an outdoor venue. Could you imagine how much even more effective this would have been if they could have controlled the lighting a bit more, like presented something dark? Like, I mean. I think in yeah like they should do something setting. more with her yeah they should definitely play with her entrance yeah I think you do something really cool with it seriously um, this was great uh, Ryan W five dollars saying I'm so happy to have a dark female character Luna's the last one I remember good call um, and uh, then oh see then <laughs> I can't I can't read the name of this thank you for your ten dollar super chat tdd saying abaddon was so lame right up there with luther why does aew insist on so many creepy gimmicks they're starting to jump the shark for me with these anna j looked good but a lame gimmick also um okay you, you can disagree you can disagree with that but i mean there are people that tell us all the time what do we hear oh you guys are so down on Sheeta. like she's my favorite like uh i don't know i thought this was fresh this was different if I was a casual viewer and I saw this, I would be like, what in the hell is going on here? And I think by that token, it really succeeded. Um, and someone's uh, saying like, oh, Rosemary and TNA is also creepy. Yeah, Rosemary's oh, too. But... Oh, oh, she was good. Yes. Yeah, I love Rosemary. But I'm saying with Abaddon, like this was different. Like, and I'm trying to place it. Like she's got a little Whoa. like Marilyn Manson look. She looks like something from a video game or like maybe the Resident Evil movies. Um, like, her look is unique to wrestling. This is different. Yeah. And there was a couple of TNA, right? There wasn't a Rosemary. Then there was some that came after her. Um, God dang it. I forget her name. No, did, I know who you're talking about. She did yeah. a good job too, I thought. And they had like a battle with. Is she, are you thinking of the one? Was there a girl that was with um, Steve? Uh, crazy Steve? That is Rosemary. That's There's okay. one that came after her. Um, I don't know, but nonetheless, the fans are right. It's they've had a couple others in the past, but this girl, I thought, definitely set herself apart. It's cool to see that too. We actually don't I, on the indies and in TNA. TNA is probably mainstream to the most. We don't normally see the sort of crazy uh, female look like this, but this was unique. This was different. I was creeped out yes. by it, but I think I think this was fantastic. This this for for AEW, um, I so, might go as far as say this is my favorite thing that I saw tonight. It definitely was top three for me. I, yeah. I definitely, but I will say this: she cannot appear on being the elite. No, she cannot appear. You know what I mean? No, stay away from it. If by some chance you're watching this, do not appear. Even though it's like my favorite like YouTube show, don't appear on it because like your gimmick is money right now. Yeah, that, don't that, make that, it that, comedy. That would be like the fiend appearing on Ride Along on the WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be the death of his character. Bray, would, Bray Wyatt's driving and the fiends, the passenger. No, no, but if you let me just say this: if you had ride along and it was Bray Wyatt with the puppets in the car for half an hour, I'd watch the hell out of that. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I hated the. I'll be honest; I didn't like the puppets. I didn't really? like them. I came very slowly with the puppets. With Vince one is the one I, I liked. Yeah. See? I mean, oh, and Vince would be in the backseat. Vince would be the backseat driver in the episode of Ride Along trying to tell Bray how to do things. <laughs> Could be gold. Um, so if you didn't watch AEW tonight, and let's face it, you watched AEW tonight, but still, like, watch this match. Um, 
after this, uh, Colt Cabana was looking out from ringside. Brody Lee came out. Uh, Grayson got in private parties face. Uno handed over an envelope to Cabana. Cabana read it over, looked at Lee. Not sure what it is. Maybe some kind of offer. Um, then uh, Anna J was helped out of the ring. Lee took her hand and helped her to the back. Colt Cabana looked with a confused look. Then we had Billy with Austin Gunn versus MJF with Wardlow. So Billy was out there with his sons. And man, like this was... A kind of a short match by AEW standards, but this was by no means a squash, even though MJF clearly got the the, the best of the match. Dude, Billy Gunn's kids are huge. Like in real life, like too, like they're 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 huge. I, I I'm happy to see he had both sons. Um, because it's usually Austin that's the wrestler. Austin's wrestled uh, for a couple of my charity events I've done in Longwood because they live here in Longwood. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and his family, um, but his other son that you know I don't really see much of doing a lot of wrestling stuff. It's pretty cool to see him doing it here and being a part of it. Um, they 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 have great great uh, genes. Obviously, I hope they do more with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great family they have. Um, yeah, I mean this was this was it was not a squash match. I think they even put a commercial in between it because they had the picture in picture and. Um, it's it's so funny to me, Matt. I mean, you know this even better, uh, having been in the ring with 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 Billy. Like, it's so funny to me that like now the influx of people who every week on socials like, man, Billy is deceptively big. It's like he's been this size for twenty five years. You're just now <laughs> noticing because in general the business has gotten smaller. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent, man. Yes, these guys are very <laughs> diminutive. Yeah, but like you yeah, know, but um, no, but this is good. I mean, it's, it's a good use of Billy. Uh, obviously, again, Billy. <laughs> apparently, he can't use Billy Gun, um, but he can use Gun Club. But Billy, uh, and then obviously the big the, the big takeaway here is obviously the the post match shenanigans that turns into MJF Wardlow and Jurassic uh, Express. Yeah, and like everyone in the audience felt like we're getting into it by the end. And I think they announced actually uh, Luchasaurus versus Wardlow next week. Oh, cool. That'll be good. So that they better they better have their they better have their protective goggles on for that one because both yes. both both men need the protection. Yes. David three X with a two dollar super chat saying you mean Daphne from TNA? No, she was years before that. She was WCW too. But, but she came out with Stevie. She raving a little bit. She wasn't. She was goth, but she wasn't what we saw tonight. Come on. Oh, what's I'm getting a text from Raj? He's saying, "Hey, if people want to pay to be wrong, keep <coughs> it coming." <laughs> Thanks, Raj. No, kidding, kidding. Uh, Raj. I thought you. I thought you were serious. <laughs> no, it's my selling that good, man. I'm a terrible. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. So after that, uh, we got uh, what else? Oh, uh, Alex Marvez talking with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara about their attack on Orange Cassidy. Hmm. That was an okay promo. I, I like everything he does, so I saw nothing wrong here. What about Tony talking to Britt Baker at ringside, um, and then uh, Big Swole taking the taking the reins of the the wheelchair at the end? That was good. I don't know why they keep going Big Swole with her though. What am I missing? I don't know. Like Britt to me should be the damn main event already. Like that near near that level. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's good. That I mean, the fact that she's injured until September, it's good that they're still Keep featuring her. Off. Yeah, and so the, my thought here is like, I mean, Swole driving her away, and then we, and then you know, we'll get to it. We come to find where Swole dumped her. Um, this is just <laughs> this is just good to keep Britt in there. It's letting Britt do her shtick. 
uh, swoles a, a baby face who's uh, who's there to stick around, so it just gives her something. I mean, it, it's it's kind of weird because you can't have a payoff match. But then again, Britt has she call they call her Reba, but she was Rebel in TNA. I mean, she's oh, yeah. a she's a a trained worker. So I mean, I guess she could have like a match on Britt's behalf oh. if if the, if they oh. I mean if that's what they want to try to oh. do. That's pretty creative, Justin. I'm happy that Rebel's getting a chance though. She's such a sweetheart. She's so nice. Everybody gets along with her. Very, very kind. And uh, went to Japan. I, I give so much respect to anybody that goes to Japan and does more than one tour and stays there. And hmm. she went there and worked there for since she's been going with TNA. Hmm. Was that a sarca- um, was that a sarcastic creative, Justin? No, that's okay. uncreative. <laughs> Babyface Matt Morgan tonight. You delivered that, you delivered that so straight. I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> oh no no no! I think that's very creative because I've been thinking like, okay, it's going to be obviously Rebel versus uh, uh, Brit eventually. She's going to get sick of putting up with Brit's crap and just lose it on her one day, right? Yeah. Like Virgil versus Million Dollar Man, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. But that's a good one actually. If, if they could use her now and get her in matches, Brit could continue to browbeat her for losing all the matches. Right. And then they can have that payoff one day when Brit's better. So the chat room would very much like for me to read that uh, Sue Young in Impact yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Thank you. She did a good job with it too. But I'll this like was to different tonight's better. Yeah. Who's she married to? She's a uh, who's she married to? Who? Sue Young, or, or maybe not married, but she's a girl. Um, Tommy. I don't no, know. No. 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 I'll be here all is it is it Sw- is it Swanson? He was Swiss, on the two. He was on two live. Hang on, hang on, folks in the chat room. What's this from? Swiss 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 Swan 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 Samsonite. Dumb and dumber. I knew I was close. Start with an S though. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually says Swanson just before he gets to Sam. Oh, Maybe yeah. it's on the briefcase. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> you know what it was? Rich, that Rich was... Swan. Rich Swan. That was the name. You know what it was cool about oh, Abaddon, that. now that I'm thinking about this? Huh. Every female wrestler, not every female wrestler, but I'm saying a lot of these examples when I'm looking at photos of them just now, just like Googling them, you could still tell with the look, they're trying to like keep some features. So you could tell like, oh, underneath the makeup, you could tell like this is, you know, an attractive performer. You could tell like, well, it's still got some feminine qualities where it's like. I I did that. My, well, not that there was much big yeah. to do with me. Sure. I, me and my generation of wrestlers, I would say. Yeah. That's where I feel we missed the boat and we should have gone all in with gimmicks and long hair and completely changing your look up and invest that much into it. Because when I was wrestling, it was more about real names, what your real background was. Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle had a lot to do with that, I think. And then they were looking for real athletes to boast, you know, Matt Morgan's a former high school American basketball player. Did you know? And Bill DeMott sitting on commentary. What the hell does that have to do with wrestling, Josh? Who cares? Um, But, I wish that we did do that. I wish I did that. I wish I was, I, you know, grew my hair out or did something different to change my look completely. If it, let's say WWE, let's say Liv Morgan was going to have an undead look, it would be like, well, she's a sexy zombie. Like, but with Abaddon, right. it was like, no, this is going to no. freak you the f out. Oh, like that yeah. is the point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to respect that. I like that. Absolutely. I love hearing that on Twitter. She doesn't break kayfabe. I like that. Yeah. yeah, it was good, man. Like, I'm still thinking about that now, and I'm like, I'm telling you, like, this could be really big if they don't screw but, this up. Yeah, and you know, Matt, you say that, but that's interesting. It's kind of like, you know, you came in right after Vince, you know, uh, beats the competition, beats WCW, beats ECW, acquires them all, 
and like that but that was a big thing that wcw and ecw did uh in contrast to what vince was doing that started getting them over which was they were using guy yeah, you know names. kevin nash scott hall right. they, you know, tommy or even though dreamers not running but they, they were using like base names and they were trying yeah. to like make you know so i think i've always thought that that early 2000s when you were coming in i think vince kind of realized like all right uh, uh, let's let's take what was working people are identifying if i call yeah. this guy matt morgan versus if i call him the beast matt, you know yeah, mass marauder or something yeah yeah <laughs> mass marauder <laughs> I was watching. I had forgotten from the American Gladiators reboot when uh, you posted that clip. I'd forgotten about like the loincloth and the shaking the bar. That's why I just said the beast. It's fresh in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I was just all. like, oh man, I've forgotten because you think back to the like, rubber bars that he's. Dude, <laughs> so what you'll see is me shoot, throw my thing that I hated to have. I had to wear, and I lost this battle with NBC. Of this stupid thing I had to wear across my chest. I'm like, this is ridiculous. No, it makes you look more like a beast. And I'm like, no, it really doesn't. I look like a seven foot Tarzan. No, it doesn't. When I and saw that, yeah, I'm sorry, man. So you could shoot, shoot, see me throw it. Well, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to throw it on top of the cage. Um, yeah, I was supposed to wear it in combat. And I just, you could see in the moment. I literally am in the moment, flip out and throw it as far as I can. And it lands on top of the cage. I was supposed to wear it in combat. When I was watching that, I legit for a second was like, wait, I didn't know Vince McMahon was the, the producer on the American Gladiators <laughs> reboot. That's El Gigante uh, part, part two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very, it was very Vince, that entrance. Um, but yeah, that you was something. You don't like my furry diaper? No? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird because you remember on the, um, on the original American Gladiators, which now is 30 years ago, oh. they were just wearing like singlets and athletic gear. Yeah, the spandex. Yeah, and that's what they were doing, except moi. Oh no, Wolf was Wolf, <laughs> but still, yeah, 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 big ahead. tall bastard. We're gonna Everest. put a loincloth on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, like, did they say, like, we're gonna throw raw meat in the cage, and you'll just have like a big bone in your mouth? The MVC is like, you gotta grow your chest hair out more, your body hair, try to grow your hair out up top. I'm like, uh, that's not gonna. Killian Dane would have been huge on the American Gladiators reboot. He really would have been better, <laughs> to be honest. Except the fact that I was undefeated. Just point that out. That's true. That is true. Uh, how many episodes did that run? The Gladiators reboot? Two and a half. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Two seasons? Oh, okay. Respectable. Dude, the, the original one in, in the, well, the early 90s was just phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I just and watched the Battle Dome. I love Battle Dome too. I, it was okay. I, I I was I don't know. I was more. Of, I was still more of American Gladiator. I just watched the Family Matters episode the other day where Carl and Steve uh, compete on American Gladiators. I'm gonna go get some more water, but you guys talk about this Arn Anderson Cody promo. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, so so Cody think? Cody comes in. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Cody comes out. He's got the open challenge for the TNT title. Um, I mean, I don't know. Promo is good. Um, I still kind of laugh at this whole Arn as like the head coach thing. I don't know. Like I'm waiting for him to. What am I missing? Because uh, I do see him. Hang on. I don't know what that's all about. What am I missing with this? Because why does Cody like feel the need? Sorry for the beeping. Why does he feel the need that he needs all of this stuff? Like, and that's he needs this coach. He you know sometimes he comes out with his wife, which I would too if I had a wife that was wrestling in the wrestling business with me. But could, uh, Dustin, from time to time, 
QT Marshall. Like, he's the biggest star. He's the biggest baby face there by far. Is yeah, it? That's been the big critique. No, that's been the big critique is like, you know, if you're, if you are who you are and Cody, why do you need this corner man? And like, at first, I kind of defended it because I was like, I don't know. It's kind of a nice Maybe. new touch on a manager. But now, like, Arn's out there with like the, the lamp stuff, right? the laminated piece of paper. I'm waiting for him to go like red 43 X right. And that means drop kick. <laughs> like, it's just, well, I don't let's know. Let's just be honest. What call would there be? It's so f- fans yeah. at home watching. There is no way like on the playbook somewhere. There's a drop down leapfrog. Maybe there is drop down. It's like, we call this the universal high spot or sorry, yeah. universal spot. Yeah. So if I'm in the ring with somebody and I call universal, they know generally that that I believe, if I still remember correctly, is drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, pin. There's a shoulder. Out, there's a shoulder tackle some, in there. Some shit like that. Got him old. Um, <laughs> but um, seriously, and, and uh, I don't know what would be on those plays. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what could fans conceivably believe are on those plays? Commentary tries. Commentary tried tonight to their credit. They like at one point, um, Cody did a. I think he did a dive to the outside and Jr. Shivani, one of them said, you know, Arn's going to have a talking to Cody backstage after the match. That was too high a risk of, for this moment. Okay. While Cody... That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Right. Like, so that, I mean, that's okay, but yeah, I don't know. But like to the point, does Cody need this? And then like, yeah, you have, he has a wife, but his wife's out there with his, with, with his brother. Yeah, right. So I don't know. It's, but nonetheless, it does open challenge. I, I do think I will say this, and then obviously we see who the um, who answers the open challenge. I do think it's cool because obviously WWE doesn't do business this way. They don't. If you're not contracted with them, you're not getting a title match. You might be a local talent who gets to be squashed by by mm-hmm. established star, but you're not getting. You know, NXT's done a little bit where we've seen Jushin Thunder Liger and people who are veterans in the business, but for the most part, Vince just doesn't get down. So I think it is cool that Tony Khan and AEW are saying, hey. We are willing to let guys who or girls who you haven't seen before come in and maybe be part of title matches. We get this uh, Ricky Starks tonight, who they tout has been in NWA. He's fought all around the the the, the world, and I, this is probably the best match of the night. Quite frankly, on either show was this match. Ricky Starks is really good. I don't like his gimmick though. I hate it in NWA too. No offense, everybody no. else loves it. I like him as a wrestler. He's still got to find something with that character because. He's a baby face, a natural baby face normally, like like the way he wrestles. Um, his character on NWA is like this cocky thing, and it doesn't fit. Well, and what what didn't fit even more for me for this was that uh, like I'm I'm kind of new to him. I've heard of him, but I'm 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 generally yeah. new. And he's cutting and like, but I know I know what his gimmick is. But then he's cutting. They do the game this like ninety second video or one minute video package, and he's talking about. I've slept on floors and couches. I've had three bucks to my name. I'm like, well, if your gimmick's supposed to be like this cocky, like kind of like upper, right. like don't be telling me you've had three bucks to your name. It's just, I, there's just a disconnect. I don't know, but good match. Really actually great match. Best match out of the two shows. And then AEW confirmed a Tony Khan did later in the night that he is all elite. So I guess he's, oh. he's signed with, with the company now. So he's no longer than NWA. It would seem that way. And Tony Khan wow. freight, Tony Khan. Uh, he obviously was going into tonight, but Tony Khan phrased it as such a great showing. We're signing them and gave him the graphic of all the stroke daddy. Yeah. Um, I was thinking this with Cody, the grandson of a plumber thing that used to seem like a much more humble profession. Didn't it? Cause now I'm thinking like, man, your grandfather's a plumber. Like plumbers can make serious bank. <laughs> 
especially if you yeah. own like the company, if you're like an independent yes. contractor. Yeah, plumbers. Like, did we once look down upon that? Like, oh, a humble, simple man. He's a plumber. I don't. I think now with how much education we see between kids that go to school for a four year degree and have no idea <laughs> why, they're, a year. why <laughs> they're there, they just pick a random major for the hell of it because their parents tell them to. Versus the kid that goes to a trade school, learns an amazing trade, and immediately hits the ground running. Hell yeah! With with a book of business and is making bank for himself and his future family. Plumber can if, make eighty grand a year. Yeah, if, if you're if you're a twenty or twenty one year old who is well schooled in elect and like to be an electrician and like know and get in with the right people, you know, yeah. plumber, same thing. I'm just saying, like I think that they yeah. somebody still thinks it's like saying I'm the grandson of a dirt farmer. He couldn't even afford crops. He only farmed dirt. That's a good dirt. call. You're right. You're absolutely right, Glenn. Yeah, I think plumber is a very respected, uh, well-paid position now. Well, you know, when you have T.L. Hopper out there and you got, like, <laughs> plumber's crack and eating the Snickers bars, you know, WWE didn't any, do any do, didn't do any favors to the plumbers. Chris Jones, Roto-Rooter, charges $300 to snake wow. a drain. Yeah. Dude, I have, I, got, I have 50 feet of sewer line getting ready to be dug up in a couple days. Uh, because it's terracotta pipe, so tree roots get in it because this house was built in the 40s. So I have to get the plastic to replace it so I don't have this problem every few years. I ain't going to reveal what I'm paying for because I'm pissed off about it, but I know it's also for the good. Plumbers are no joke. If you know what you're doing, yeah, forget snake in a drain. If you can replace a line, you're all right right now. Yeah, times have changed. Uh, anyhow, uh, so Cody, of course, won that match, retaining the TNT Championship. Then we had Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian versus the Young Bucks. Still liking Havoc. Great, great. This was a good match. I like this Yeah, match. this was very good. I'm um, yet to see a Young Bucks match I haven't liked. Afterwards, the Butcher and the Blade attacked the Young Bucks. Butcher also a song uh, profession, very slept on. Um, and FTR got involved. Which was cool, that part. Yeah. Butcher and a Blade, I am not feeling, though. I'm sorry. I love the blade he is a good friend but i do not like this he's a single it, star he is and it's like they've quietly tried to repackage it they, they, they were gone for a while during the pandemic you know and which nobody falls because you figure okay maybe travel maybe health whatever then they resurfaced a few weeks ago now they're dressing in like all white they've lost the bunny who's with well, qt marshall randomly and she's actually in real life married to blade I, I don't even know what butcher and blade are now. like at first they were like they had like a a dark macabre to them now they're like they look they look like they look like uh mel from alice you know, know like they just like. need the little white cap <laughs> great show. Like, seriously no but uh maybe, maybe they're butchers butcher <clears throat> by the way median income uh thirty thousand a year so not as good as a plumber making 80 but still um yeah like i don't know why they were dressed like that tonight that they did not look cool at all like bring back the leather like that was kind of <laughs> yeah, weird cool. in its own way but still yeah. um yeah, that was a weird look tonight. I did not think that was cool. What did you think However, of FTR, FTR's part? FTR looked good. Uh, I was just going to say, though, just to make it clear, I'm not dissing Vic Tabak from Alice, though, because that dude was straight-up gangster, like, his entire life. <laughs> Glenn, you he's are... In, he's in a lot of good movies, too. And shows. Oh, yes. Well, you are dissing the butchers. I know you're vegan style. You're, di you're dissing <laughs> the butchers. Hey, somebody, somebody, it's a job someone has don't to hate do. On, don't hate on my porterhouse, all right? <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that job. To me, that, I mean, and, but it's also, I'm not going to go off on this. That used to be an exceptionally skilled job. That, you know what? I'm going to say butchers and plumbers have, have traded places. 
Butcher used to be a highly respected, highly paid job, highly skilled. And now with industrial meat processing and whatnot, Back, but, butchers yeah. are paid way less now. You ever, see, you ever see like Wild Wild West, like movies or shows? The butcher, I'm telling you, the butcher was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right there with the blacksmith. But yes. beef, used, beef <laughs> used to also cost uh, four times what it does now. Families w- wouldn't even have meat with every meal because they couldn't afford it up until right. meat became cheaper. So it's an interesting trajectory. But the butcher and the blade, um, this conversation we're having about the role of the butcher in American society is more interesting than their gimmick or how they're presented. Yeah. Which is a shame. Uh, but this match was good. Young Bucks won. Um, then we had Taz talking about Moxley. And... Uh, setting up the match with cage at fighter fest uh moxley responding we got a teaser for next week on dynamite uh next week we're gonna see uh sunny kiss and joey janela they were on dark last night right i didn't see it but we'll see how it looks let's see what they've done yeah it was good they had, a, pro- was lit up. They had a promo i think last wednesday where janela was like just really took- burying himself at the bar just drowning himself at the bar and then like sunny kiss basically picked him up kind of in a car and yeah so i want to see where it goes so let's yeah. see when it comes next week yeah um so uh we saw Britt baker was in a dumpster uh big swole drove her into a dumpster and uh <laughs> baker was uh asking where tony is uh yelling at reba um and she's screaming she's been there for five hours, and then Reba goes, it's only been an hour. <laughs> and then Britt gets even madder. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was funny. Um, Britt's still coming across like a star. I love that they're incorporating her, even though she can't wrestle right now. Yeah, me too. We had Matt Hardy on commentary for the main event, which was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Best Friends. And uh, I don't know, man. Best Friends winning via pinfall was one thing, but Orange Cassidy disguised as a cameraman making his way on stage um behind Jericho and then uh the announcement that's going to be Jericho versus Orange Cassidy at Fighter Fest. Wow. Like that stole the show. That was the way to go out tonight. I, I'm very interested in how Chris is going to Well, we know he's going to pull it off. Orange Cassidy could do a lot of cool stuff. No. I, I, I said last week uh, I thought that this was going to be the match for Fighter Fest and this is a perfect setup. To have Orange Cassidy go over via Mike Tyson help, and that sets you up your Tyson Jericho, which they seem to be. You think they're gonna have Orange Cassidy pin Chris Jericho? I do. Ooh, this this is a very bold prediction. Bold. And the question is: This good for business? That I would have normally agree. Putting over a younger superstar to help be super popular in any other formula, I'd say yes, it makes sense. Except that, what do you do with him if now he's in the main event level and he's wrestling for championships? Who? Who? Orange Cassidy. I think you're looking at a situation where the Fighter Fest is two nights. This this main event's one of the nights. Um, ref takes a bump. Uh, no, you're, missing, you're missing what I'm saying. Once he wins, and then where do you go from there? Orange Cassidy's now made, and he's in the penthouse now. I, I don't know if he's made in the penthouse. I think I think I think he's got uh, more credibility to him, but I think I don't think you're gonna start seeing him competing for the title. I think he's still gonna stay in his okay. lane. Okay. I just think that you have the easy explanation of a, a take a ref bump, Ooh. Tyson Tyson gives a punch to Jericho and then and, and Cassidy has the win. I, I think um Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I look at this as like Steve Austin being rolled up by Mikey Whipwreck who had never won a match before, type of thing. In ECW. 
Did that really happen? That really happened. Oh, wow. Mikey Whipwreck can say he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, it was st- it was Steve Austin uh, after w- after WCW before WWE, so he was not yet Stone Cold. But Still yes, a pretty cool thing to say. Yep, he did. Um, so I thought this was good. I'm telling you, Orange Cassidy is a draw, and I think this is actually smart. And I'm glad Jericho's on board with this. I don't think a lot of talent would uh, be willing to uh, put over a guy like this at Jericho's level. So I think this could be really, really good. Let's talk about NXT tonight on the USA network, which started off with the tag team title match, Brazongo versus Imperium. And uh, my (laughs) couldn't believe with the Brazongo coming out dressed uh, in the same jumpsuits as Imperium. It made it a little tough to watch the match sometimes to figure out who was who, but I really liked their entrance and, uh, this is a very entertaining match. I didn't think Brazongo was going to win. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't have been upset if they had, but um, this was a good opening. Justin, what did you think of the match? Uh, yeah, good match. I, and, and you said it earlier, Glenn, if you watch this tag match side by side to the opening tag match, uh, what AEW gave, it's not that AEW had a, a less quality or worked. It didn't work as hard, but like, I, I just enjoy this more because it was, there was a little bit more unpredictability uh, to me of, of what was going to go down in this. So yeah, this is a, Perfectly fine opener for me. Yeah. This was good. This was very good, like you said, Glenn. Um, I didn't like them wearing their outfits. Yeah, it was just a little tough. It was funny for the entrance, but they should have had something different on underneath. I don't think, even though they're hilarious, maybe I should just go with it. and and, Because I do laugh. I do think they're funny. I did think everything they did on SmackDown was hilarious and underrated to a degree. But I know they're both very good wrestlers and very good promos. Um, I, I just wish they had a legit opportunity as themselves or as um, what was his name? What was uh, what's his name's name? Um, Breeze, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got the one-on-one cruiserweight match that was pretty his straightforward. Character, his character um, before he got called up from NXT at the time uh, to whatever it was, Raw or SmackDown. I liked his character. I thought it was perfect. Uh, they shouldn't have messed with it. Hmm. Like walking out with a selfie stick. And yes. The, yeah, yeah. Prince Pretty gimmick. Yeah. Prince, there we go. Prince Pretty. I liked it. He did a good job in it with it. Yeah. And they wrestled well tonight. I thought the performance in this, a lot They're of people really liked the finish tonight. Um, Those two can go. Dude, Johnny Curtis and him are really good. Yeah. Uh, I I think they deserve a tag title run. I, and I'm telling you, they... I guarantee you, as tag champs, they will draw a better rating and keep uh. people from switching over to AEW more than Imperium without oh, Walter yeah. Will. Without what? Without Walter. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, that's yes. so for right now, I actually think it would have been the right move to put the belts yes. on Brazongo until Walter comes back. And that's yes. how you take them off uh, yep. Brazongo. Because yep. um, Imperium, I mean, yeah. They're, they're the, the backing band. Walter's the draw. And, and, you know, we talked about a minute ago, we talked about Jericho and, you know, what he put over Orange Cassidy. I, I, I had to just make sure I was thinking the right thing, being there. <laughs> Mania 29, you know, it's been a, while, a little bit ago, but Fandango, his debut oh, yeah. match, beat Chris Jericho uh, at WrestleMania. His debut match at WrestleMania, uh, he beat Chris Jericho. So, again, just going back to the Jericho point, Jericho put over talent uh, if need be. And, yes, Fandango, as Matt was saying, 
or Johnny Curtis as he was before can the guy can 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 work um so he's let his character in comedy kind of take or the the company has let his character in comedy yes. take the take the lead but he can he can he can go if they if they need him to go bell to bell I'm having to look it up. Were they wearing the regular gear under the tracksuits? I seem to recall. To me, it looked very similar once they were in the ring. I was I actually had trouble sort of following at one point. Like tell Jeremy I said, who cares? Next. <laughs> I'm gonna Next. do uh the, the patented like who you know, I'm wrong. Uh yeah, but still. Um Justin Lopez, five dollars. I agree with you, Matt. Once I saw them dressed up, I knew they weren't going over, but they deserve a title run down the line. There you go. They do, Justin. Ah, remember that match with uh, the next Usos? one? Is it no, the next I'm one by any chance? Sorry, Matt Morgan's got places to be. Uh, let's talk. We're on the east coast. It's eight thirty. Where the I sun's still, still up, talk Glenn. To my campaign managers I before know. I promised okay. I'd call them before I went to bed. Sorry, I got sources to talk to, Glenn. <laughs> Scoop Slavar. Scoop Slavar. Um, also, uh, during this match into Shear came out with Malcolm Bivens, um, and, uh, Nobody they attacked. Cared. Yeah, I know, but still some people might be, you forgot to mention into Shear. Uh, okay. so Bivens was out there with them. Um, so yeah, that's clearly where this is going. What about this interview with Velveteen dream and teasing, uh, tag pairing with Dexter Loomis? Very, I honestly, I don't like him tagging with anybody. He's a standalone star, a huge singles act, a main event act. My opinion, he should be the entire main event act, but on that show. But with that said, I'm very interested and intrigued on where this could go. Yeah, Dexter Loomis, he's got a uh, he's got a creepy vibe to him, but but I'm I'm taking him seriously. Um, so this is not what I predicted for Dream, but it does not look like the Dream is is the next guy to go sliding left or right to Raw or SmackDown. So I'm okay with this. I got they they've certainly gone down the singles hole, singles rabbit hole with him a few times. So I'm open to something. I can I, I can see an odd pairing happening here, and this may be working potentially. Lonzo Smith saying whoever's drawing those pictures for Dexter Loomis is very talented. I did like that artwork with uh, them with the tag belts. Whenever they need cartoon work, it's always Jerry Lawler. He's yeah. a good drawer. On NXT, I don't know, but Jerry Lawler always does all the artwork whenever they need something drawn. Cartoon oh, interesting. Uh, Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. This is. Yeah, this at one time would have been a great match. I would have been very excited about it. But with yeah. how they book Killian Dane now, it's just what the heck. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean Dane's Dane's certainly been pushed to the back, but I'm okay with this because I'm a big Damian Priest yeah. guy. So I'll tell you though, for me, the moment that, that made this was um when we saw the disheveled Robert Stone leaning against the pix- uh, plexiglass <laughs> and Dane smacking the barrier, sending him flying to the back. To me, that overshadowed this entire match. He looks like that, n- that that nerd character from MTV uh back when we were younger, Glenn, at the beach huh. house. Oh, okay. I forget his name. Oh my god, you'll remember. No. What? The nerd that was in WWF with the Bushwhackers. Oh, Jameson. Jameson, thank you. That's who he reminds me of right now. Thank you. <laughs> Great call, Jameson. It was good. Um, so, Zeli versus Aaliyah, speaking of which, and uh, Aaliyah picking up a win due to uh, Stone <laughs> distracting <laughs> Zeli. Spitting up his drink all over the mat. <laughs> he spit on the mat. I don't know. This is all I can say is I got worried 
when they split Chelsea from him, and then Chelsea started showing up on what was it, Raw or SmackDown. So you got worried that like Robbie was just going to get like discarded. But no, they are sticking with something, and he seems to be having fun with it. And he's a guy that can make it work in the comedy, so I'm okay they, for it. They need to get him in the ring. He's in great shape. He's a great performer. He's a good promo. He needs to start wrestling. I I, I love having managers. Not when your manager is better than half of your talent in that ring. I have no problem saying that. He is good. Um. So Kevin R. Alexander is saying Dexter Williams is a trained graphic artist. He creates his own art. Other right, people saying in this chat room as well. Yeah. Although, Matt, like we've seen, you know, with uh, wrestlers Wikipedia sometimes, like you can just tell me any fun fact and I'm inclined to believe it. You would be like. Uh, they lie all the time on Wikipedia. People break yeah. in there and put crazy stuff just for the sake of it sometimes. True, uh, but no, I'm inclined to believe it. A lot of people are saying that apparently he's uh, drawn some uh, <coughs> art for podcasts. Uh, he, does, he does, that's true. Sorry. Leon's Duncan, uh, why does Dream and Dexter work so perfectly together? Uh, there is something about it where it's it's like they're both eccentric, but in completely yeah. different ways. Yeah, they're, they're two yeah, ends. That's they're why two, it's interesting. Yeah, they're two ends of the bizarre spectrum. Lonzo Smith saying, I don't know about Robert Stone. I can't trust any man that wears shoes without socks. <laughs> um so Aaliyah won that match i hope her with robert stone i hope Aaliyah's is going to get a bit of a push here it's long overdue she's definitely waited her time a lot of good girls have come in there and cut her in line so to speak but to be fair they're studs sorry they're so good um but glad to see her get her chance no absolutely um, so we saw Timothy Thatcher, the Thatch's catch can wrestling school tonight and his lessons. Um, mm. what do you think, Matt? Now, this is, a uh, someone that we have admittedly not seen anything in or seen much in before. We thought he was British for we the thought he was time. British for crying out loud. Yes, we did. Like, this is an angle. I mean, but this is kind of that, uh, like, uh, Scott Dawson, uh, and Dash, you know, the mechanics kind of the ringmaster kind of that he's a technician in the ring. Right. Yeah, and it will never sell tickets. That never gets over the way they think it's going to. No. Because <coughs> um, nobody nobody's buying a ticket today to see somebody uh, who can clench this amount of pressure on the wrist and rear back and whatever. That That's not no. – that, that's it just not – always has a spot on the card, right? Yeah. Always a spot on the card to add variety to a card. It will never draw money, though. Um, so Dr. Zyler's free buck 99 saying, well, Sasha and Bailey boost ratings tonight. I think it's possible. Yeah, um, I, would imagine, I would think so. And, uh, <sighs> oh, what was it next? undisputed era went to therapy. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly returned. Now it looks like they shot this separate from everything else. Yeah. So I assume he's still, uh, quarantining or isolating rather. Um, I mean, undisputed era in a straight comedy sketch. What did you think of that, Matt? I don't know what to think of it. Um, we get on them, not on them, but the booking of them. That they're too similar. There's nothing very colorful about them. I do like O'Reilly, the second most of the group, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I, I should I compliment them for doing this with them because it was something different. I don't. I know. was trying to figure out. I didn't know it was Kyle O'Reilly until I saw it on Twitter because I was like, that person looks vaguely familiar. What famous face is playing this doctor here? 
And I was like, oh, that's Kyle O'Reilly. That's how memorable Kyle O'Reilly is to me. Yeah, so Glenn, if you don't mind, and I know Matt won't mind, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. So we end up eventually getting Adam Cole in the ring right after this, and it leads to basically we know Adam Adam Cole's future here is going to be in a couple weeks a, a championship versus a championship match, his title versus the North American title against Killian Cross. No, he thinks Carrion Cross. He can correct himself. And Scarlett, we're just trying to yeah. scare him. Keith Lee came out. Finn Balor came out. Johnny Gargano came out. Those right. three are going to have a triple threat, and the winner of that will face Adam Cole. So on July, yeah, right. So July eighth is going to be champion versus champion. Cole versus the whoever the North American champion. This to me symbolizes okay. Cole was probably done on NXT. I mean, he's had this record title run. What else? I mean, are you do you want him to hold both titles? I mean, I guess, but no. So this symbolizes the end. So going back to this whole undisputed era thing, when Cole leaves NXT and goes to Raw or SmackDown, I'm sorry to the other three guys. Yeah. And then Undisputed Era, they're going to flounder in obscurity. And, and all three of them have talents in the ring. I've seen all three of them individually prior to their time in NXT, but they just, they're just the three other henchmen to the stud that is Adam Cole. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with what you just said. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mia Yim got into it with Candice LeRae, brawling around the backstage area. Then we had Caden Carter versus Dakota Kai. Fairly quick match. Uh, Raquel Kaden, was it? I'm sorry. Caden Carter to me looks like such a star, though. Like, even when she's in the crowd, when you see in the crowd, even, yeah. I was watching her. I think it was during Raw. Yeah. Like, she, I mean, she draws Raw, the eye. Raw like, she, the pay per view. For whatever reason, my attention goes to her. And she's behind plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's something about her that's, I don't know. And I know she's shorter than most, but still, she her look is so different and sticks out. She looks like a star. I agree. Um, so, of course, uh, Raquel Gonzalez got involved. Katie Cotanzaro came out and made the save. Um, and uh, Kai got a win due to the distraction of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Skirmish. Um, then we got a black and white video, Scarlet and Carrie and Cross stepping on a broken hourglass. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious what they're setting up with him. And then we got Leon Ruff versus Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed getting a very quick and easy squash. Uh, stood tall, music played, um, and he called out Carrie and Cross, Cameron Grimes. Uh, Oh, no, then we went to the back. Cameron Grimes was attacking Damian Priest. Um, no, Damian Priest had four flat tires. Cameron Grimes pulled up his car and laughed, called an Uber for Priest. So, yeah, you can guess who the culprit is there. Then we had Santos Escobar come out, and uh, he was interrupted by Drake Maverick. Um, that did not go well for Maverick. Escobar uh, raising the title over Drake. And uh, then this we look, did. This looked brutal. This looked brutal, by the way. Escobar gives a. Uh... Uh, which uh, Death Valley driver off of like a platform onto a table. Yeah. And I hope that he protected Drake's neck because if you watch it, when they come down, they didn't come down and have the table break them. Drake's head, it looks like, hits the edge of the table and then the cement. I hope that Santiago got his arm underneath the Drake because it looked bad. And, and it, like, it, like I, wa- I kept going back over and over and I was just like, this just looks really, really bad. Yeah. 
Leon's Duncan super chat uh, said, I love Asuka and the four horsewomen, but NXT women are so deep and fire. AW tag are the only rivals. Women tag should be mostly on NXT. I agree. I thought tonight we saw a lot more. I think my prediction came true. They did have a better match tonight than uh, what they've been having recently on uh, Raw or SmackDown. Um, we sure. got the announcement of Karrion Cross versus Bronson Reed next week, Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest, and then North America triple threat. And then Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Sasha Banks and Bailey for the women's tag team titles. Lengthy match, great main event, as I think yes. everyone uh, would have predicted Sasha Banks yes. and Bailey won. But yeah, Matt, what'd you think of this match? This was good. This is what you said. This was much better than what we saw the other night. Um yeah, what do, what do you say? I can't take it you can't pick it apart. This was really, really good. Shotzi Black uh Shotzi Blackheart though. Um I don't know. I just feel like I have to say something negative here, and I don't want to. This was a great game. <laughs> this was great because I feel like we're supposed to be critiquing everything. If I'm being honest, Shotzi's the one out of the four I still feel you know, still needs to work her way up. Okay. As well as she should because she's the newest of the four, correct, with this company. With the company, yes. I do think, though, if a performer is good, I mean, this this is how I like yes. it. It's like if I like, a, if I like a character, let alone a performer, if I like a character, then – I'm pretty forgiving over yes. if there's flaws in the match of the ring. And I think, you know, and that's part of it too. I mean, Matt, you know this from being a performer. It's like, what are they <clears> like? 90% <throat> of it's just confidence, man. Like if you go out there and you sell it, you can get away with a lot if you look like oh, you yes. know what you're doing. 100%. You know? Absolutely true. I think she's got that. I mean, I, I don't notice the flaws as much, um, but yeah, I really uh, enjoyed it. Alonzo Smith saying the main event had blue hair, green hair, black hair, yes. and reddish brown hair. Um, there's something to that. I know this sounds weird, but I think aesthetically, the women with the vivid hair colors, especially when they were able to match their gear, contrast their gear, you don't yes. really see that with the men anymore. Men, for the most no. part, have very standard hair. And they're missing out because, to me, the women look like comic book heroes or villains because, of, like, in a weird way. We always say when I describe pro wrestlers to people that don't really watch it, like, why did you like that when you... Why do you always say you liked it when you're a kid? Because to me, they're larger than life. Yeah. Real life comic book heroes, right? Especially in the 80s, with these over the top characters and personas and these outfits. Nowadays, the women's, especially in NXT, all of them actually, Raw and SmackDown, you're right. The hair, there's something to it matching their outfit. And they look like just like again, comic book villains or comic book heroes. I think that's always a plus, and it gets your attention. Yeah, you can only have a, a very, very small number of blonde bombshells. And or, this is where WWE is yeah. better because that's all yeah. they used to go after. And they right. all eventually used to look the same. Right. I mean, honestly, with Becky Lynch, that was a big part of it at first. It was like, who she is was this the woman? First one with like fire red hair, right? Yeah. Huge. Well, huge she was, she was, she was, she was this era's Lita. Lita had that same appeal. The, well, the but with Lita, Lita, though, I, Lita with yeah. a tattoo up here and, and the red hair, I mean, that was the same kind of appeal, you know? Like, yeah, Lita this, having a tattoo was a really big deal. If that was a big, yeah, day. right. That was a, you did not, like, Luna, somebody, that we mentioned much. Luna Vachon earlier, but Luna Vachon never tried to be sexy. Lita came out there, thong sticking out, tattoos, bright red hair, and oh, yeah, Throwing she could do moonsaults. Doing a moonsault. So it was like, who is this? Like, yeah. You know. Getting crazy pops. She would get crazy pops. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, with Becky, the first time I ever saw Becky Lynch, it was, like, in a 
vignette. I think it was when I was watching Takeover Brooklyn, Bailey versus Sasha, and they showed that vignette. And my wife and I were both like, who is that performer? Like, she just looked like a superhero. Like, someone we knew instantly we yes. wanted to see more of that we were a fan of her. It, I mean, it helps. She was doing that whole Mad Max kind of thing, which she yeah, was, was like, goggle things. Yeah. It, it, thank you, Steampunk. Um, that was different. You know, I'm glad she's past that now but like at least in the beginning she threw it out there to, uh, to differentiate herself from the others yeah and oscar's uh, a good example with the multicolored hair like it yes gets your attention yes you know i wonder what the men i and just that, have that's what kate yeah. carter's does that i think that's something with kate carter's too well in her eyes and just the way she her looks. eyes yes yeah she's dude she's i love her i think she's gonna be a big star i hope they i just book, have a feeling start booking with, her right with the men let's say that um Chad Gable was like, I got an idea. I'm going to dye my hair green. Like people would just be like, what do you, what do you want, dude? Like, like that would, but that's what we talked play. about, about yeah. going all in. Yeah. And I told you as a guy, when you really, you know, you, you, not, not that you're arrogant about yourself, but there's something about your own ego that you won't go that far all the way in because you want to look good in real life too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where, where, where if you were to do that and like, like you said, paint your hair green as, as a male performer, something, You've got to go through uh, your life with green hair. And you need more people to do it. So it's like Jeff Hardy is the one that's like allowed to really have flair. I mean, Bray is the fiend. But the problem is like when Mojo was doing the blue marker on his face and he was the only one that was doing something like that. It was like, okay, dude, that looks corny. Like that looks stupid. Right. You know, like that's it. You can't, you can't be like the one guy. Like if you're the one guy that looks like the superhero, you're Hurricane Helms. Like you can't be the one guy. You have to have a roster that looks like superheroes. Who was the girl who played who was like all red everything? Eva Marie. That was a cool look. It's true. Something. Manic panic, man. They still sell that stuff. You know, do something, change it up. Uh we kind of glossed over the uh promo tonight with Gargano, Finn, um, and Lee. Good. But yeah, I think th- I already said everything we need to know. This going to be a, a, a North American title match. The winner's going to face Cole. That's why I lost it. We'll okay. So uh, tonight, I don't know. I think that the big thing I, was, you know, Bailey, Sasha, you know, they oh, get the victory. And, and then Io Shirai. Io Shirai came out and attacked, uh, uh, held up the belt. I got to give tonight's show, tonight's contest to NXT. Yeah. NXT was better. I'm just more excited about this. AEW had some really good moments. The Abaddon match, I'm telling you, like, the main event was good. There was a lot of good stuff tonight. I mean, Cody's match was good. But, man, the Abaddon thing, like, that's what I want to see more of. I want to see I want to see stuff that makes me feel like I'm taken out of reality more, you know? And uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, this will be pretty close in the viewership. Uh, I could certainly see NXT getting an edge. This was one of those weeks where it's like you could miss it and you can be okay. There was, I mean, this was, this was just kind of like place setting for storytelling, which you need, but it wasn't any, a lot of big bang stuff happening, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll give a slight edge to NXT here for sure. Um, wow. NX, NXT triple H always says it to the media. And I, I believe it on this one. NXT is talking about a marathon. They're trying to set long-term things up. And I feel like the way they do AEW sometimes a little bit more quick one week, two week, um, Hit fast hit results. Uh, I think right now XT's got some better long term storytelling happening uh, more so than than AEW. There you have it. So before we go, Sean three twenty two with a five dollars super chat wants to know: Does Justin's shirt say the mean fiddler or the meat fiddler? 
Yeah, Meats, this is probably this is the mean filler. It is a great Irish bar in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. Uh, these guys have been great supporters of me. I've done events there. Awesome place. So if you're ever in Hell's Kitchen in New York City, check it out. Get there the shepherd's, get the shepherd's pie. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar uh, to contribute to Matt's campaign. You can text Blueprint to 22525. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Friday to talk SmackDown. Till then, take care. Stay healthy. Stay sane. Stay safe. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.